छात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार Okay, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Welcome to Don't Read the Latin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Off she runs. And why couldn't you have done that for the creepy children episode? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Missed opportunity. That's okay. <laughs> so, welcome back, everybody, after our one month off for... I don't remember why. Was it because of me? I think it was because of me. It was your fault. It was all my fault. You got fault. married, and then you went on a trip to some <laughs> hellhole third world country called Florida. <laughs> You're a massive disappointment, Florida. <laughs> so, hi. Um, we're doing... Um, Favorite horror comedies tonight. Uh, it's been a, like a whole month. We've got all kinds of awesome stuff to talk to you about. And we have a special... I have my favoritest co-host, who's going to say hi in a moment. <laughs> Is it me or Jim? It's well, you. make a choice. <laughs> I choose Rias. <laughs> hi, it's me, Rias. <laughs> and then somebody has been upgraded from handsome boyfriend Jim to handsome husband Jim. That's Aww. right. <laughs> I'm here. He is here because horror comedies is his bag. I understand earth humor. Oh, shut up. Harumph, harumph, harumph. So, what's everybody been watching lately? I have been watching a lot of stuff. Um, because I'm teaching a class in folk horror starting next year, Ooh. I've been trying to catch up on that. I found a really weird 1960s movie called Eye of the Devil starring David Niven in which he is a person who owns a vineyard and he goes back to the city the vineyard is and they have these weird medieval type religious traditions and um, it's very much a a, uh, predecessor to the Wicker Man. It's very like that. There's lots of weird stuff going on in old religions and I liked it a lot. Um, I've also been watching um, a bunch of other stuff. I watched The Haunting of Hill House. Yes, did we. We really liked it. How, what were your thoughts on it? I liked it a lot. Once I was able to divorce it oh from the source God. material. You completely have to divorce it. Because you have to the first it. episode, I was just angry. Oh, no. I was like, this has nothing to do with The Haunting of Hill House. And then I was like, okay, so it doesn't have anything to do with that. Let's yep. give it its own merits. Because I really like the director. Yeah, as do I. And so, then I really enjoyed it. Um, It had some great moments in it. The end of the episode about the bent neck woman, when she's going kind of, yeah, was a beautiful episode ending. And I don't want to spoil it, but it's really cool. And it's really interesting. (laughs) So, I always laugh that whenever I show for Horror Movie Fridays, whenever I show a movie I haven't seen... I'm always like, I am really sorry when things scare me. I yeep and I scream. And if something jump scares me badly enough, I will scream, potentially inhale, 
scream again in in uh, the Conjuring when uh, they fall through the floor. I screamed three times in the theater and jumped up to my feet, perhaps to run away. And there is a jump scare that happens in a vehicle, and and it's just quiet. I think we had the door open a little bit, and I screamed, inhaled, screamed, and I was like, "Oh God, I hope I hope they don't come knocking because they're like, yeah. is she is she okay?" It's I, like you scream, and the scream scares you. <laughs> So you scream again. <laughs> she screams. She screams again. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. I mean, I just. I, I like my jump scares, and I like a well done jump scare, and and I scream and weep. Um, I think. I think my favorite. Well, two. Both of my my favorite non watching the show moments came from <laughs> came from Twitter. Um, and uh, and Facebook, but uh, they uh, Twitter the the Hill House account runs a number count of the number of background ghosts in that every was episode. So much fun! I know, as well I was as looking for them, but I did not see any. As as and well I know as they're there. yeah, well they're, they're they're there when you catch them. Jen actually caught one, and I was like, "Holy crap! There it is." Uh, they're but, just reflections in the window, yeah, or just yeah. in the distance behind them. They're they're still like when there's a big action moment where you're focused in on the action. Sometimes they're even just standing off to the side, where you don't notice them. When he's running out of the house with the kids, uh-huh. they're standing on either side of the uh, the staircase, just kind of in shadow, but they're yep. right there. But the other thing the Twitter account also does is just you know say episode six. Three minutes forty seconds. Oh, so that you know, you know so where they, to they look put for a timestamp on it, so you can be like, "I'm going to look right there and oh, look around." Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a great little Twitter feed. Um, but the other one was watching. <laughs> <laughs> nice Maggie, not able to jump up on the uh, on it's, the arm. It's there. hard for her to jump on things. Poor fat kitty. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it was when I was reading uh, your Facebook posts about it, Rias, where you're like, <laughs> "I don't like family drama, so I don't know if I'm going to watch this." And then the next post was, "Oh my God, the scene with the dumb waiter! Ah, I can't that watch this myself." Dumb waiter is the worst scary. Is the scariest thing ever. Because you're just like, don't do, don't do that. I'm like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh God, they're doing it. Oh no, it went down. It was when it went down. I was like, oh crap, there's a sub basement. It's yeah. it don't is, go. Yes. Don't go. It's it's terrifying. It's got some really great scares yeah. in it. So, so yeah. what I will say is is what's already been said is. Everybody's watched it now, it feels like. But if you haven't watched The Haunting of Hill House and you do like the book and you like the original movie, we won't talk about the 99 version. Um, no, it's best left unmentioned. Which I really like Lily Taylor, which is Man, why There was I just no it. giant hammer swinging out of the fireplace in this one, and I was really <laughs> no. disappointed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is, it, is, it is a series that is from someone who loved the original source material oh. and took it a different direction. And if you yeah. can accept that... And I appreciate that. Once you accept that it's not the book or yeah. the other movie, it's fine. Yeah. It's really good horror. It just... At first, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else have I been watching? I wanted to bring up really briefly, um, and I started watching it because of Tekla, is um, Hilda, which is a Netflix cartoon series, and I think it has... I think like 10 episodes and it's this it's it's kind of in the vein of troll hunters by way of Steven Universe with a little yeah. bit of Gravity Falls 
Um, there's a little bit of a mystery, a lot of um, like um, kind of fable creatures. Um, and it's just wonderful. And she's this little girl who goes out and has adventures and, and wanders around. And there's some family and friend drama mm-hmm. in it, too. But it's just I love how it just casually mentions all of these folk monsters. Yeah. Um, and it was just charming and wonderful. And I absolutely adored it. Um, what are we going to bring up next? Um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Sabrina. Have you been watching it? We are, I think... Three episodes in? Three yeah. episodes in, and Maybe we're four. absolutely loving it. Um, I myself have read, I think, the first three comics, and really loved it. I just haven't read more. I'm just not much I of have, a comics yeah. graphic novels person. Yeah, I really love the comics a lot. Yeah. I did hear some complaints um, from women who hadn't read the comics... And they were very angry about what they felt was um, sexualization of a minor girl character. I um, kind of felt that way also because the actress, yes. Karen Shipcrock, just turned 18. Yeah. I don't want to see her boobs yet. Yeah. They, you, keep get, those you, you get to see side boob and you get to see like her butt. Um, it is story appropriate. And there's a Because lot it's some witchcraft stuff and it is story appropriate. Yeah. And, and but it's... it's Still a little skeevy. A little bit. But, I don't know, it seems like it, I I felt like it was handled not grossly. Yeah, I didn't think it was gross. It Um, it doesn't feel gross. It it feels a little, at least the three episodes that we've watched, there's that, it's a much more teen innocence kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't feel male gazy. Yes. Um, And a lot of... And a lot of it cover. are back views, and you don't see. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's it verges on the edge of titillating because you are seeing her new right. ish, um, but it's not done in yeah a state that belittles her. I felt like so I am really liking it because I keep finding references to other horror movies. In yes, it. like they have a room in their house that has that glass ceiling that the girl falls through in Suspiria in it. Oh my god. Which I've never watched all of it, Suspiria. It reminds me, <laughs> production design wise, it reminds me a lot of a Brian Fuller show. Oh, absolutely. Because there's constantly things that you're noticing in the background. Like Sabrina's boyfriend is an artist who draws like cartoons and comics. Yeah. And he has like framed um, Madhouse comics on the wall, which were the horror imprint of Archie. Oh, actually, so there's didn't stuff you like catch that, that too? Yeah, because you've actually read the Archie. What was it that I caught yes. that was an <coughs> in, that was an Archie reference? There's a few of them. Yeah, because you've actually read what's the Archie? The new uh, Archie Afterlife comic? with Archie. Archie. Afterlife with Archie is really good. It's yeah. super dark. It's messed up. Yeah, I like Afterlife with Archie. <laughs> but yeah, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I'm really enjoying. I'm enjoying... I love the production design. Yeah. Um, and there's always there's always more than just what you're seeing. Yeah. And more than just the story. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really enjoying, enjoying it. I'm looking forward... The problem was when we started it, we were on our honeymoon at Disney World. <laughs> we're watching it on a laptop. It's not the best. Not well, the best. It was just watching it on yeah. a laptop screen. It's not meant for that. No. No, and, it's and you pretty missed, lush. Yeah, you miss a lot. And that I found that really disappointing. I'm like, you know what? I just can't watch this here. Um, 
Did you ever end up watching more of the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell? Oh, yeah. I'm like four episodes in. We watched the very first one, and I think we wanted to continue watching it with Tekla. It gets better. I'm glad, because the the first episode is really stilted. Yeah, she's not an actress. She's not. And a lot of it is focusing on her baking and presenting the Henson puppets, which I'm completely there for. Yeah, I enjoy it. I just feel like the first episode's weak, but I, the first episode of any show is it's weak. Yeah, It gets better as it goes along. I think I'm on, like, episode four. Fantastic. And I'm looking forward to and watching more of it. It's a fun show to watch. It's not like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, for horror that isn't... Well, almost is in this vein, because we watched Happy Death Day. We did. And we waited oh, yeah. and held off on that for a really long time, and it was so much fun. It is. It and is it's a really fun movie. funny. Um, yeah, it's listed as a horror comedy on yeah, the on it, the list, and it absolutely is. And I'm 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 sad I didn't watch it last year um, to have included it in like my top Ooh. movies for the year because it was a lot of fun. But they just announced the sequel. They just announced the sequel, and it looks it looks good. I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to so it. I did not think those were words that were going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> And I am looking forward to Happy Death Day 2. So here's here's why I primarily brought this up just now. And this is going to require a little bit of conversation. Uh So the thing that we did on Halloween night was we went to Universal's Horror Night. Right. On Halloween. Right. Um, And this year they had... They had a Bloom House that had uh, Happy Death Day and the latest Purge movie. To give give context, it's a bunch of haunted houses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and they have scare zones where they have actors wandering around. We have, of course, previously been to Not Scary Farm, which over we adore in, in California. So uh, this is the one that's in Florida, which I've heard is is a little bit different than the one that's in California. Okay. Um. I. I really try to focus on positivity and a lot of times <laughs> if i'll say i didn't like a movie i say i didn't like a movie because it just wasn't for me but other people might find a lot more to enjoy with it i hate being this like sad sack who's just like oh i just didn't like this because oh, i just hate it go ahead and hate it as let the hate fill your veins <laughs> aesthetically they were beautiful uh, the poltergeist, you walked up through this dugout swimming pool uh-huh. up to the house. It was fantastic. Walking through the Stranger Things, they had ash falling when you're in the underneath. The, the, the oh, upside yeah. down. The upside it had the little, little dust motes or yeah. whatever it is that are floating. They um, had that floating around you was, in the it air. It was crazy. Um, the very best one was um, was uh, Happy Death Day. As As you're wandering through the haunt, you just end up in her bedroom again. And end up in her bedroom again. And end oh, up well, in her that's really again. cool. And, um, but, but here's where a problem lied. Was that aesthetically, these things were just beautiful. But they're all, almost all were, um, how are we the, putting it? They, they, were were all, all, they were all the same, basically. In, they yeah, were all they the, were all on a soundtrack. Yes. So, in it, a typical haunt, uh, you know, they, they have the people that are hiding behind the walls or, you know, whatever, that jump out and scare you. And right. a lot of times there'll be two partners where there's somebody over here who kind of gets you to set you up for that person that's... A little on, further in A little in further that's going right. to, bam, get you. Right. Never happened. This doesn't happen, and it's when the the performers, like when we went through, and this is the easiest way to, to, to describe how, what a letdown this was. When we went through Not Scary Farm, uh, Jen... 
shrieked like a little girl on a pretty much constant basis. Yeah. Um, and the because the haunt, I am so goddamn easy to scare. Yeah, the haunt so actors easy. would would find her because it's like, oh, she's a she's a screamer, and then they. <laughs> Go after her. Like, right. I watched one of them circle around, because I was behind Jen. I watched him circle around <laughs> sure. to get her again. Yeah, um, like a, a scream. It's like a standing ovation. Yeah. I so, have a lot of problems in a haunt because of that. Oh. Because I'm not a screaming person, and I'm unable to suspend my disbelief. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, your makeup is so good. Yeah, and, and uh, I try not to Jeff's, do that, but that's what's happening in my, my head. head. And Jeff's complaint is if he actually does have people jump out at him, his first instinct is to hit them. Yes. Um, but <clears throat> here's what happened is musically, everything was telegraphed. You knew a scare was coming. Oh, and yeah, then, because and the then they couldn't do it. And then they couldn't pop out until they got their... Yeah, the monster, you know, the demogorgon has to have its roar. So when the roar happens, the actor jumps out. out. So it's on a timer. And like the very first, we went through Stranger Things first, which was beautiful. But every, we were, the the timing was off for us. Like there was a gap between us and the people in front of us. The people Uh in front of us were walking faster than us. And so the actors, inevitably, it happened, you know, half a dozen times. The actor, because the, the, oh, it's the roar cue, I've got to jump out. They had to make a choice between jumping after the person who was turned away from them at that point and walking right, away. Or jumping towards, or the, jumping person towards the person towards coming towards them. And they tried for the person that was walking away. So Jen and I, being the people walking towards them, would just They're see just this... seeing some demogorgon butt. Yes, just jumping out and trying to like scare them, because you can't touch them. <coughs> no, of course not. That's and, a no-no. Um, the trick-or-treat like he was almost laughing because the trick-or-treat house was great and it had all these awesome scenes where you're seeing him fighting with um sam in the where the old man's fighting with sam in the bedroom and all this other stuff and they have this stairwell where you look up that he's there and then suddenly he disappears uh-huh and then all of a sudden who was it that came out from oh it was sam came out with a knife at my back which I yeah. didn't see. Jen had completely turned the corner and and we the like, thing ah, here I am. went oh, with him like it was like ha ah! and Jen was completely turned Never around. Gone. Never saw it. I just started yep. laughing because it, it was just a wasted. Jen, yeah. Jen scre- screamed once. Once and it was in, in a non. Yeah, it was before we actually non- got into the haunt. It, no, no, no. No, it was, it was like the lead up, like the entrance to the haunt. They had the the one. The one movie poster and all the movie and posters all that was that would slide and it down. Slammed down and they screamed and I because it was the oh. one that was wasn't on a soundtrack. That is or, the oldest yeah. trick in the book. Yes, but yeah. it wasn't on a soundtrack and it wasn't like them hiding behind a, a, a curtain like every single other one of them was. Yeah. So it got us because we were like complacent at that point. Sadly, that was the only one. Yeah, unfortunately, I just can't turn my brain off. So oh, I when can. I'm wandering through the, it was the one I, I, the one I went to was called the Georgetown Morgue. It takes place in, it's an old morgue. The first floor is like a hospital, and then you end up down in the sewers underneath. And it had some amazingly cool effects. But at the same time, I'm walking through this hospital full of mutilated corpses that are laying around, and I'm thinking, they are going to lose their license. <laughs> This See, is no way to run a hospital. And I, I used to joke that that everybody has their suspension of disbelief. And I used to joke that there were suspenders of disbelief. And I said mm-hmm. mine were just like, mine were so flim, or some people were so flimsy, but like mine, I could wear mine like a vest because like all you had to tell me was this was a story. And I'm like, I'm in. You've got me. See, like, I just, but yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just in. Like, if you're going to tell me a story and you're going to scare me, I'm in. I'm sold. See, That's all you had to say. My self-defense mechanism is humor. Oh, and so my brain can't turn that off. Well, I do. I scream and then I giggle. And then I scream and then I giggle. And then I scream because I'm delighted that I've been terrified. See, I just never get to the terrified part. I'm, I'm much the same way. I'm, I'm watching them. I'm, I'm observing and, and looking at the, how they're doing the haunt and how they're doing uh-huh. the scare as a performance. I'm critiquing the performance. I am too. And I'm I feel really enjoying that. it. I'm it's really not enjoying fair to the it. actors because I'm not giving them the reaction they deserve, which is that me sh- that I should be terrified. Because instead, my brain is saying, mm-hmm. "Well, that guy's legs just over there. Somebody stitch it back on, <laughs> or something." Yeah. But, but, but bottom line, aesthetically, on it. they were beautiful. It was neat walking through the rooms and the houses. But yeah, as it, as a haunt and as a scare, it none of it worked. Yeah. It it as I said at the time, it feels like a cynical cash grab. Yeah. It really does. It oh, just yeah. feels like the the universal like we went to Knotts. Knotts feels like they do it out of love for the holiday. That is yeah. one of the wonderful thing about Knotts. The the performers that they get to walk around out and be in character. They're so invested. They're invested in it because you don't get to do that right off the bat, and they're not just like pulled off the street uh-huh. out you of some casting You have to you work there call. a few years and, and, before they let you go out on the street. Yeah, yes. and, and, I saw at, a documentary about that. Yeah, and at Universal, they literally felt like schlubs that they'd said, hey, or throw some makeup on and wear this costume and kind oh. of try and look menacing at people. Oh, that's too bad. And yeah. it just, it, it wasn't any fun. The one thing that was just stunningly gorgeous was they had an area of the park that um, was set up to be Central Park that you walked through. Uh-huh. And it was all wooded and it had this little pathway. And they had just, it was beautiful. They had like these huge stands of what looked like pumpkins, except sure. some of them had melted. And then they had well, uh, jack-o'-lanterns. They got yeah. stuff like that. They had jack-o'-lanterns all through the trees. And it just was this it was just lush and gorgeous and it felt like that was the only place they cared about decorating because there were all these places that we walked through that had no decorations at all so it just felt like only in the haunts themselves huh, interesting and um, and you know not s- decorates the entire park they yeah, put yeah. At, least, at least they put like cob those fake cobweb stuff around things yeah, so that yeah. it at least feels like oh we're in a different different thing from Knott's Berry Farm right now yeah. that said yeah. we did go on we went on a bunch of the haunts. They were, they were very beautiful. We also went on the Transformers, Transformers. ride, which, which was, was really ridiculous. fun. And we went on the Fast and the Furious ride. Stupidly <laughs> ridiculous, just I, like the movie. It I was. was just yelling at yelling as things were happening. I was like, "Yes!" Is it a roller coaster? No, it's a it's it's like a three D projection kind of thing on it. You're oh, okay. on like a and bus you're and you're moving. bouncing around and, they, and moving they like around. spray water on you. Yeah, yeah. And all this stuff. Yeah, and... I was just screaming, "Yes, make it dumber, <laughs> more awesome, <laughs> awesome." It was wonderful. Yeah, it was. Uh, those those two rides were sadly like really the highlights of fun for the evening. Yeah, I've watched a bunch of walkthroughs of the Halloween Horror Night stuff, and I kind of had that impression. Yep. Um, so what I, I will say, okay, oh, go ahead. What I'll say is, is given the opportunity, we're going back to Disneyland and doing Not Scary Farm every single time. Yeah. So. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Disneyland is fun. I've been to Disneyland on Halloween. It was a delight. Yeah. We had like six days in, at Disney World with the one stopover. It was too much. That's what we learned. That's it was what like we two learned. days too uh, long. Yeah, we learned that like 
a couple years ago were like, that's too long. We were there um, in the UK. They were in their mid-semester break, I think it's called. And um, they we ran into families that were there with their whole family. And uh, they were on two-week and three-week vacations. And I was like, that's dear, dear long. God. I just can't. I can't contemplate the amount of money that that takes. Yeah, and, and then, there's not. I mean, though, though the very Disney first world, there's enough to keep you busy for that amount of time because there's all those other parts yeah. attached. But I felt like don't think much. I could stand that much time away from the real world. That's nope. pretty much what we were talking about. It was about. that. Yeah. Though the very first day we were there, we got to see our first uh, family fist fight. I saw the, that. <laughs> I was like, okay then. Oh, people are going to start punching each other in the <laughs> middle of the hotel over breakfast. <laughs> Fascinating. Some people are having a better morning than others. <laughs> All right, so back to um, uh, stuff that you've seen. Oh, uh, I've started rewatching Hannibal, so I'm like five episodes into season one. Um, I watched a horror comedy called Therapy for a Vampire, which is German. <laughs> German comedy. It's actually, <laughs> it was actually better than I thought, but I didn't think, but it wasn't funny. Oh. But the, it was beautifully done, and it was set in the 1930s, and it was about this woman who happened to look like the vampire's dead girlfriend from a hundred years before. Of course. And the vampire was trying to seduce her, and he wanted to turn her into a vampire so he could put his ex-girlfriend's soul in. And the woman really wanted to be a vampire because she could fly. But she did not want to ha lose her soul. She wanted to keep her own soul. And it was really an interesting story, and it was nicely photographed, but it wasn't a comedy, and it was kind of meh. Mm. But I'm glad I watched it, because the acting was good, and it was kind of fun, but it's hard to explain. I didn't hate it, what I'm saying. But I don't think I would watch it again. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else? Um, not much. Mask of the Red Death, the Roger <coughs> Corman movie. Always my favorite of the Corman Poe cycle, because the Satanists are so unrepentant. They're not trying to hide that they're Satanists. They're announcing it at the party. All right. Well, while Jen tucks in the kiddo, uh, let's see. I watched uh, Venom. Oh, and how was that? It was not very good. I know that there are people who watched it and said, boy, that was stupid fun. Yeah, I and saw, you see a lot of that on Tumblr. There's yeah. a lot of fan art for it. And I'm like... To each their own? Not, yeah, exactly. You know? It like, doesn't seem like it's for me. But as a connoisseur of the, the you know, stupid fun kind of stuff where it's just like uh, a complete guilty pleasure... Uh, this was not good. It, it, there was, and there the problem wasn't is, much pleasure to be had. So the it was problem just was, it was just there was there was a lot of of uh, um, there's a lot of really good special effects in it, but nothing in that movie is earned. There is yeah. no point in that movie where it earns anything. Like at the end, where they have, the, you know, there's there should have been a big moment where they where they finally say we are Venom instead of being uh -huh. two separate beings that they fuse together. And that's that's not there. It's not a big moment. Oh, that's a shame. Which is which is a it's a failure. Uh, and then they don't uh, like. There's a part where they oh what you want to save the earth now? Why do you want to save the earth now? You were going to destroy it. 
Well, I changed my mind. Well, what changed your mind? You did, Eddie. At what point during the movie did you have that conversation? Or anything? Or anything. And there was nothing. I mean, just like it, it went from point A to point B. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. What? Point A to point C with no B to like uh, yeah. to, to make that point. Like they edited out a scene but yeah. didn't realize it wasn't a scene that had something to do with the plot. Yeah. And then the other, the, the two other great, the great, and by great I mean not good uh, things okay. about it, was... One, uh, the end of the movie, the actual literal end of the movie, is in the trailer. Oh. Like, but literally, the last several seconds of the film are in the trailer. Mm. And that's... Spoiler alert. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, well, there's... Where, where you just put that in the trailer, like, like, this is the closing lines of dialogue are in the trailer. Um, wow. Yeah, I was just like... I can't I always forget the name of the American wreck. Is... They redid it in the... Uh, oh, record? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but, but quarantine. The, quarantine. The, uh, the last shot of the entire film yes, is the you're right. poster. You're right. Which yeah. is terrible. Um, at least I will say with that... You don't know that that's the last. You know, the, well, the, the last people shot. People don't know that that's the last line yes. of the movie until you're. And it doesn't spoil it. anything. But when you're and and it's such but an when instant you see moment. It and you're like, wait a minute. Aww. But then, but this one, like the entire the, the, the well, it's not even the last lines of dialogue. It's the entire last scene of the movie is basically in the trailer. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one thing, and then it has two after credits uh, bits. The first oh, one is an actual after credit <laughs> bit where they, you know. They do more with the setup, the sequel, which I guess it made a bunch of money, so it's probably going to happen. The second after credits one says, uh, "It's just a cartoony." Uh, meanwhile, in the Spider Verse, oh, and proceeds to show you between three and five minutes of Into the Spider Verse, the animated feature that's coming out in December, which looks really good. Which looks really good, and I sure. wanted to see but, it, but and I felt like a. I already want to see this movie. There was a trailer for it at the beginning of this film. Oh, you geez. don't need to show me an entire scene out of this film. And second of all, it really feels like you're kicking me while I'm down by showing me a better movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah, than the one I just sat right. through. So, yeah. Uh, I give Venom a thumbs down. Um, I also watched uh, The Lost in Space on Netflix. Oh, the TV, the, the, the new TV the new, series. The new one that they put on Netflix. Uh, very good. Um, it's uh, it's another family drama, because apparently that's Netflix's wheelhouse now, is, yeah. is doing family drama shows. Uh, it's family drama with robots. It's different from the TV show, much different, thankfully, from the movie. <laughs> um, the... Uh, I did watch a couple episodes of the original TV show the other night, <laughs> so I'm not surprised that it is better. <laughs> yes. So, uh, they, I, I'm really curious where they're going to go. I hope they get a second season. Um, the uh, the robot is, is fantastic in it, uh, especially give massive respect because it's a dude in a suit. Yay! <laughs> so I'm like, yay, right. dude in a suit! Not CGI. Parts of it are CGI. Sometimes it's CGI, but mostly dude in a suit. Yay! Um, I want to mention the very first night of our honeymoon. Uh, we decided to go out for a really nice dinner, and then uh, we went and saw the 2018's uh, Halloween. Yes, the new Halloween movie. And How is it? 
I really, really liked it. Oh my it god, it's such, good. It is such a beautiful homage to... That's only an hour Marshall. and 40 minutes. Can you believe that? Wow. It's tight. It's tight. And, and yet, and really, it d- really good. feels longer. Like, But you don't, like... <clears throat> it's it's not like it, fe- it doesn't feel rushed. No. It's, yeah, it's just good. And, you know, there's a couple of... Uh, it, it's one of those horror movies where it has a couple of the scenes that are thrown in there that are like kind of hardcore splatter, like, you know, a couple kills where sure, they sure, really sure. kind of beat the shit out of somebody. Yes. Um, but all in all, like the evolution of uh, Jamie Lee's character of Laurie Strode and um, what that kind of trauma would do to a person um, is amazing. Just the, 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 the cinematic touches um, having the opening almost be uh, a, a direct replica of the opening of the first movie, mm-hmm. and uh, except you know having the pumpkin go, it, it it kind of goes from being rotted back to to being like fresh and new, mm-hmm. cut, freshly cut into a jack o' lantern. Um, the the font is beautiful. It's just the opening. Everything feels like just this. Cool. Somebody really really loved like the first movie, and it shows in every part of it. Um, I just really enjoyed it. And, like, just, you know, the way... It's just the evolution of all the characters and having, you know, where people betray. You're like, that makes sense. And yeah, yeah, every, it, it Everything in this movie is earned. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike something else that yeah. I might have watched. Uh, and also... Uh, the the I like the fact that they brought back the original Michael actor. The original Michael Myers. Or rather... The shape, the shape from yes. uh, from the from the first movie. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, you only see him from behind, yeah. but right. it's you know this old, really tall, kind of big old man that's there. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to use him for every single shot because right. you know he's old. It's yeah, uh, it's fortieth anniversary. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's great. The movie is is it has those kills, but and it it. The brutality of it. There are some brutal, horrifying kills in there, and they, but they are not horrifying because it's like, oh, yeah, he's stringing his guts up all over the place or anything. It is the actual literal terror of facing down this. Right, like this the scariest implacable... scene in Halloween. To me, is always the one where she's in the closet. Yeah. Yep. It's just the, he's just the, he's implacable, and, and the way they throw he never talks. Being hidden, and this thing's getting closer and yes. closer to you, and you're like they play with that. They yeah. they play with that exact moment in the movie, and it's just fantastic. It's, 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 there's Except some wonderful flipped. subversions, yeah. of it in oh, there. It's just such a good. It yeah, no, it's, it's really good. Fun. Total two thumbs up. All right. Um, additionally, um, in in rather than Venom, which was a real disappointment, we watched Upgrade. Everyone says Upgrade is great. It is so much fun. It's interestingly shot and filmed. Is that mm-hmm. also Tom Hardy? No, it's not. But, it, but the guy looks, exactly the guy like, looks like Tom Hardy. He totally does. Yeah. <laughs> we actually <laughs> said that while we were watching it. I was like, is this Tom Hardy? Yeah. He, uh, that poor guy. Because, you know, can we get Tom Hardy? No. Well, we'll we get got, this guy. <laughs> we got... Uh, Tom yeah. Hardy, Tim Hardy, yeah, <laughs> Tom Hardy stunt double. Yeah, but it's fun and heartfelt and just a fucking kick 'em up movie where there's just like the action's it's, amazing. It's it's smart with a lot of kung fu beatdown. 
Yeah. And then occasional cyborg kung fu beat down. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Uh, it's 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 smart and it's a lot of fun and and it's a, a symbiote kind of reality where it it succeeds in every way that like venom failed yes yes yeah good 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 stuff. good parallel there yes yeah um i also showed uh the night that nobody i think everybody was off doing something i ended up showing uh oh oh there's poops i'll be right back um, do you want to guys talk about uh, the Cult of Chucky? I have to go pick up all the poops that he left running behind him. Yeah, I think there might be one down at the end of the hall. There, there. is. That's the one I saw. Poor kitty. So, yes. So we watched Cult of Chucky. Um, that right? I was going to make sure that I gave a, uh, a big shout out at some point during this film for all of the later Chucky movies. See, Starting with Bride of Chucky and going up to Cult of Chucky. Man. These are... See, I don't like them because I feel like... It's kind of like how I like the first Nightmare on Elm Street before Freddy Krueger was a wisecracking comedy Mm -hmm. guy, much more than the other ones. And I feel that same way about Child's Play. I like Child's Play. It was kind of an interesting concept, evil killer doll. But now the evil killer doll is like a (laughs) smartass... And I, I was less interested in Chucky in later movies. I like the Bride of Chucky. I've seen then, Bride of Chucky, and to a to a uh, even a greater extent, though I didn't enjoy the movie as much in Seed of Chucky. Uh, but they play with the genre conventions. They play with the that part of the movie where they they do. They, they it's it's self aware in in ways that uh, I love in a modern in in, a, in these kinds of classic franchise shows where they they can do a send up of it. Um, Cult of Chucky is not so much a send up; it is a Oops, continuation of basically like well, really the first two or three of them that that deal with the with the young boy now grown up, right? Uh, but they're also their continuation of additionally. So is Cult of Chucky the equivalent of Wes Craven's New Nightmare? Yes, I would say so. So kind it's, of in a way, it's not set in the real world like Night, New Nightmare was, um, or like Seed of Chucky but, ostensibly was. But there is a moment with um, oh my gosh, I've forgotten her name. Who plays? The bride, I, the bride of Chucky, but who? Oh, Jennifer Tilly. So oh. Jennifer Tilly, because in there is that movie where, like, they don't they kind of in take Seed, over in Seed of Chucky, she uh, is possessed by the evil girlfriend doll that she that Jennifer Tilly does right, the voice Jennifer, of. They're like they make a comment about Jennifer Tilly. She's like, oh, I don't even know anymore. Or, you know, it's just like, are you, aren't you Jennifer Tilly? Oh, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> well, I know that on her Instagram, she frequently posts. She dresses up her doll. From that movie and does cute little photo shoots with it. And she just plays with it. But there is the moment where I I just stopped the movie and I'm like, okay, I'm in. Was they have the the guy who played the kid in the original movie and Mm -hmm. he's out on a date and it's this beautiful restaurant to where she goes, so, yeah, you've kind of got a dark past. And where he looks at her and he goes, "You, you Googled me, didn't you? And she's like, 
yeah, you you got some stuff going on. And he's like, and he's like casually talking. He goes, you know, and he lays out like the original like, child's play movies of, of like how many people died, maybe or maybe more, or only are confirmed. Yes, confirmed. And, but it's just it's just this like he's so sadly like. Yeah, this happened to me. Sorry. I'm spacing on the one that came before Cult of Chucky. I don't remember. I don't see. The, this is I Cult like of Chucky. Chucky. It was Bride Seed and Cult. I think Seed. No, was... no. Uh, there was one before Cult that that is Cult is the sequel to that mm. movie. Uh, so they've kind of gone in these double films. They've got they've done. See, and I didn't like the comedic ones because I really liked the first two. Yeah, that's how I feel. So there's there's a pair in. Because uh, like Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky are directly linked; they are sequels to each other. Now then, uh, Cult of Chucky and the one previous to it, Curse of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and Cult of Chucky. Yeah, Curse of Chucky was the one that came before this that stars Brad Dourif, who does the voice no, of Chucky. I love him so his much. daughter. It's his daughter. Is yeah, the, is the lead in that one, which is um, which was creepy. very good. Uh, it was very good. It was played completely straight. Um, they're, they're, you know, Chucky is a little wisecracking over the course of it, but it plays it completely straight as being a horror movie, um, where you don't, the, the question is whether or not the, you know, she's, she's committing the murders or not, which is an angle that's carried into Cult of Chucky. But Cult of Chucky also brings in elements from Seed and Bride of Chucky. Yep. So... Uh, it's still this one long continuous franchise, and I wanted to give a shout out to those films. Cult of Chucky was really fun. Uh, plays a little <laughs> bit with with the genre conventions, um, and even though it does those over the top kills, they're just so wacky and, and ridiculous. And ri- they're like they're not quite Final Destination kills, but they're, <laughs> but they're pretty not damn very close. far from it either. <laughs> so I really yeah. liked it. So, um, do you have anything else? Did you remember your documentary? I'm no. ready to start in on our. Session. So let's do. So, I am the hardest person to get to watch horror comedies. You know, I I love Cabin in the Woods. I loved Young Frankenstein growing up, which is par- partially responsible for my enormous crush on Gene Wilder. Um, you know, and there's wonderful things like what we do in the shadows. That you know, I mean, these are the ones that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to kind of talk about personal comedy uh, horror comedy favorites, and and also I want to kind of poke at Jim, which is part of the reason that he's here, because he's part of the reason that I've given a lot of horror comedies a shot. Um. <laughs> so, one thing that I want to get out of the way, because you mentioned like Cabin in the Woods and and what we do in the shadows. Uh, these the Young Frankenstein, uh, Rias mentioned earlier, Beetlejuice. Uh, there's a lot of these things that are ones that everybody knows. Right. I've got I've got a list of the ones that are I think the best horror comedies. Yeah. Right. And I'm pretty sure that everyone has the same ones on their lips. You got Young Frankenstein. Yep. What We Do in the Shadows. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Yep. Ghostbusters. Beetlejuice. The Adams Family. I will add on to that American Werewolf in London. Don't, in, I don't think it's a comedy. I, it has I, it, comedic elements. It, it, it has it, one character that's and, funny. And there's, well, it has, it's, there's that. There's a lot of other dark humor that's thrown throughout yeah. there. Okay. Soundtrack choices, uh, the the various other characters. There's, there's some okay, dark humor I, that goes throughout it. 
I just um, don't think it's mainly a comedy. I think it's a horror movie with comedy elements. Sure. But and there's, a, there's a lot of things where I don't feel like the, the we're, Ghostbusters we're or Beetlejuice <laughs> are comedies with horror elements, I think, rather than like... Right. Same, yeah. Same thing for like something like Lake Placid. Adam's which is family. a hilarious Adam's movie. Adam's Family is a dark comedy, but I yeah. don't think it's a horror film. Yeah. And of course, there's Evil Dead. <coughs> Evil Dead movies, Evil Dead 2 in particular, is a slapstick film with horror elements. Yeah. Well, what about Army of Darkness? Army of it's Darkness. Straight up thing. horror comedy. And I straight really like comedy. Army of Darkness. But I everybody knows it. For it. years, but yeah. Again, these are all films that you, as a listener, should have already known about. <laughs> So when I was making my list, I was trying to come up with movies that are older, weirder movies that maybe not everyone has seen. Yep. I went with ones that prob- that you might not have seen or were at least somewhat lesser known, but are mostly because they're my favorites. They're yep. the ones that I like right. They're just yours. Yep. Yep. So I want... Rice, do you want to start out? I can start out. Um... My films are not in any particular order. Yeah. They're just five comedy horror comedies I really like. There is a movie called Blood Diner. I've always heard about Blood Diner, but I've never seen it. Blood Diner is a straight-up parody of um, the original film um, Blood Feast. Okay. Except it's a comedy version. So these there's these kids, and they have this Uncle Anwar, and Uncle Anwar was the murderer in Blood Feast. And what he was murdering people for in Blood Feast was to create this ancient... It wasn't Egyptian. I can't remember what country it is. I think it's a fictional country. But, like, this ancient feast that will summon the god. And so, um... Uncle Anwar dies at the end of the movie. Except in Blood Diner, he is a jar... A brain in a jar with a pair of floating eyeballs (laughs) attached to it. He... Talks, he has some great comedy lines, and he's trying to get his two idiot nephews to do another feast to bring the goddess back. Um, it is directed by a female director named Jackie Kong, and it's just, it is a dumb, fun, gore horror comedy about cannibalism that I just, I really like it. <laughs> so that is uh, Blood the Feast. first on Rise Blood Diner. List. So Jim... So, I had my list, and I was like looking it over, and I'm like, wait, no, that's not supposed to be there, that's not supposed to be there, and I've, I've realized a few things that <laughs> were supposed okay. to be changed around. So, uh, I'm going to give special mention, because I know Rias also wants to talk about it, uh, The Burbs. It's not on my list, I, but yes, we all want to talk about The we Burbs. We all want to talk about The Burbs. The Burbs is uh, not only... Uh, a funny, a legitimate funny movie. It is... I mean, I I think perhaps, for my money, Tom Hanks is... His his comedic height was the money pit for me. There I are some moments that. in the money pit oh, the money that are amazing. Um, but you could make an argument that I, I the Burbs is also just Tom Hanks being the funniest that he ever will be. It's got yeah. Carrie Fisher in it as Tom Hanks' wife, which is also wonderful oh, to yeah, see. Oh, yeah, she's lovely. But she's so young and normal oh, and sweet. Yeah. The thing I miss when you watch something like The Burbs or you watch, um, uh, oh, God, what's the throw? The, the the one he did with Meg Ryan, Joe, Joe versus the Volcano. Uh. 
and um when and and things like uh what was the first one that you mentioned of his that you said money pit money, money pit. pit splash I, I miss young anxiety frantic tom hanks like he's become such an everyman and, sure. and very earnest but i remember in his youth the, the the guy that would just scream. The guy like, that was in Bosom Buddies. Yes. Yeah. He was, he's a wonderful his, comedic actor. His ridiculousness and his hysteria, and I love that his his <clears throat> his career is so long lived. Mm-hmm. But like, that was fun. Like really young Tom Hanks oh, yeah. was ridiculous and awesome, and I think they've almost forgotten about that now. So but, in the Burbs, Tom Hanks becomes convinced that his new neighbors, who are from some country in the Eastern Bloc are murdering people and they're murderers and he enlists all of his neighbors there's a crazy military guy neighbor um he gets all of his neighbors involved in this plot where they're gonna find out about these guys that are murdering people and hiding the bodies in the yard um the family the patriarch of the family of the eastern Bloc country is a guy named brother theodore (laughs) <laughs> who is a comedian who I mean his his main line in um in the burbs is get off the car hepcats but he was an amazing person in real life he survived his family was super wealthy all went to concentration camps he was also in a concentration camp meant most of his family was killed and he's got this incredible life story and he became this amazing comedian he was on David Letterman a lot and um, so every time I see him in a movie, I am 100% delighted. And he's in terrible movies. <laughs> he is in a movie called Daughter of Darkness, which is a Dracula movie that is also a disco musical and a softcore porn film. Oh, that version. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. It's something Daughter of the Night. I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. Um, and I was remembering. Yeah, oh my but, god, and that movie's got John Carradine in it, and he's clearly <laughs> just a corpse that is propped against the wall, and he's supposed to be Dracula, but he is so old and drunk that he can't say anything. <laughs> it is. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> but anyway, but talking about basically, <laughs> basically, I love Brother Theodore, and he livens up any movie that he's in, even especially. If it's a movie that is unwatchable and horrible, all of a sudden Brother Theodore is on screen and you are riveted for the amount of time he is on there. So, the Burbs, the thing that that gets me about it, and I didn't, it, it back in it's set, you know, of course, being in the eighties, it's and it's right. It's basically a comedic send up of all of these waspy white people that have moved out to the suburbs and are doing their thing, and yet they're they're. They're weirdly insular and, and yet deeply xenophobic. And, and, and yeah, is that it? Really resonates now that no. you've got all of these it does suburban white people that are, who are terrified of anything coming in that isn't another suburban white person moving in. Oh, it's in. true. They're like calling police on people for having a picnic at yeah. the beach. Oh, it's look, just like black people are having a barbecue. You know. Oh. It, a black person has a, is babysitting a child. It was just like, yeah. there's this terrifying stuff for all of yeah, these Yeah, and these that people. stuff's not funny, but The Burbs is definitely a movie about that taken to a comedic end. Yes, because they're 
really weird Eastern Bloc people. <laughs> and you don't you you never know whether until you know it's resolved until at the, the end. very end of the movie. But you, you never know sure whether or way. not it's, that that it, he's just being paranoid, and they're just weird <sighs> people that have moved into the neighborhood, and they end up destroying the entire neighborhood in the course of trying to catch this, <laughs> trying yes. to see if this one guy who's a college professor is actually a murderer. Yes, it is. Uh, it is amazing. It's it is got funny. Corey Feldman in Corey it. Corey Feldman is in a it. A kid that lives across the street, and he just has a, like a couch and a beer out there on the porch, <laughs> and he just wants to know what's going on. He's, he's just he's, like he's, he's like I'm going to invite my like friends TV. over. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, just the Burbs is is a, is wonderful, and I love it. And uh, complete side note: if you really want to see uh, like young Tom Hanks style comedy. Uh, his son was in a Colin. Colin, Colin is wonderful, and he was in a sitcom that only lasted like a short, very short one season uh, with Bradley Whitford called The Good Guys, where oh, Colin yeah, Colin that. Hanks is a by the book police detective who has been paired up with a mustachioed uh, Brad, Bradley Whitford who is the '80s hero cop, except he's older now and kind of washed up oh but nice all he wants to do is go out and like you know womanize and he wants to crowd drink and and drive a trans am and just all the he, <laughs> nice. wants to, he wants to kick in doors and go get perps because that's what an 80s hero cop does exactly but he's but that his time is past bradley whitford is wonderful in it and Colin Hanks is just like his dad in his in his uh, youth. Yeah, it's. I think it's still on Netflix. Yeah, that's uh, where I watched it. If not, oh, you should check it out if you're a fan guys? of those things. The Good Guys. Oh, it's it's incredible. I suppose I should. Yes, your okay. turn, baby. All right. So um, I've talked about this this movie before, but it just so deserves another mention. Um, it's a film out of Ireland called Grabbers. <laughs> and, and oh, that's why you can drink beer and you won't get attacked. Yes, you, you, except you have to. So aliens come, aliens, right? Yeah, aliens. I'm pretty sure aliens, aliens come and they start killing people, but somebody survives and and they suss it out that what happened was he was miserably drunk and that is lethal to them. Yes, when they because they are these. You cannot like, have your blood. They they cannot tolerate a high blood but, alcohol. So basically. Whoever's left of the town just gets as just pissed drunk as they physically can, which is basically one step above passing out in the street. And just, and it's just hysterical. Because they're and trying to ma- ma- uh, balance being right. drunk enough to, to not to, to be unpalatable to the monsters, but being but sober enough to sober fight the monsters. To fight fight them. Them. Yes. And it's just ridiculous and funny and wonderful and it's it's kind of like i think i i think i referred to it as drunken irish tremors at the time when i watched it yeah Um, that was the impression i got from the from reading about it yep and i thought it was just absolutely wonderful so uh, that would uh, tremors another movie that i was going to give a shout out to because yeah because tremors and it's still funny it is and and i I feel, you know, we're old, and so I feel like Tremors is one of those movies where you shouldn't have to mention it that everybody knows about it. But I, yeah. I kind of think now, 
There's like, like kids a tr- might be looking at it and be like, Tremors six, boy, these are dumb. Yeah, no, there's been like so many. Of them. I think it's Tremors five that takes place in the old the west. west. Yeah, and it is so wonderful and funny and dumb. But, and it's like uh, all the same the cast. The first one is but, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. The first one is is just a complete delight. Yeah. And the thing that I love and, the most and, about Tremors is that they never explain the monsters. No, ever. who knows? They're just these things. They live under They're there and they'll eat you. Because if when you're when you're under a siege by these monsters, finding out their secret origin is really low on your list. Yeah, not when you're dying. just trying to not really die. die. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that Tremors is kind of like the Burbs in that, in that there's a bunch of townspeople. They're fairly insular, and every one of them has a distinct thing. There's, like, the guy with the monster truck who's the military dude. Yep. Yep. There's somebody else that's this guy. And there, I like that it has a lot of In different Fred characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Fred Ward. <laughs> All right, back to you. Um, next up, I'm going with a newer movie in the style of an old movie. Nah. It is a black and white film called The Lost Skeleton of Cadavera. Woo! Super fun. I sleep now. It's a parody of 1950s horror movies that I expected I would not like because I see so many of those and I'm like, eh. But it is super funny. Um, I showed it to my parents once and I have yet to show it to Jen, but I've shown it to my parents once. I have not seen it. And the thing that inevitably every person that I ever show it to, what wins them over is the rocket ship landing. (laughs) <laughs> where the rocket ship landing is obviously like made out of a a uh, like a toilet paper roll tube, yeah, with some stuff horrible. glued onto it, and with you where you can see the string. It's yeah. it's it's made with such love. It is. Didn't you get, I showed you guys that trailer for what was what was the name of it? That this paper mache boulder is surprisingly heavy. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, that was, and it looks like it's done kind of in that same yeah. vein of like. Loving right. ridiculousness. They, they, I forget what it is. They 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 get trapped inside their space movie. They go yeah. They go to a convention and then and they get stuck in a space. Wasn't they, it called it, yes. like this paper mache boulder? Is, it's surprisingly yeah. heavy. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Pretty sure I have it down. But Lost Skeleton has this inexplicable character that is the skeleton, mm-hmm. and he has some kind of mind control that he can control people with. It has a girl that got turned into a cat that got turned into a girl named Animala who is just she's she's not a cat that's turned into a girl she's several animals that were turned into, into a, girl. a girl that's right because something went wrong with the space ray there are aliens that have come down to earth <laughs> i love when the they have female, a new tent i love when the female alien <laughs> refers like, to his dra- her you dress you both have these like gleeful looks of happiness on your <laughs> yeah, there's nothing a point you're where the, saying is selling me on this. Movie. There's a point where the female alien describes her dress as this up this upside down funnel that Earth people wear, and I was like, "Oh my God, I have a dress like that." <laughs> no, they have, it's really they have the scientist and his like wife. The wife is just there to like, you know, in the 1950s fashion, she's there as an accessory. Aww. She's all she is. She laughs and and yeah, says things, and and he always talks. You, do you know what this could mean? This could mean actual advances in the field of science. Yeah. You get a lot of that from him. It's very fun. Yes. So it, that's Lost Skeleton. Uh, someone else's turn. Jen, I think. Nope, Jim. Jim. All right. So my next one, and this is where my, actually my top five starts, uh, since right. I bumped things around. 
Uh, number five for me, uh, Bubba Hotep. Hey, that was on my list. Bubba That's Hotep. on my big, big list. It's not yeah. on my top five. Bubba list. Hotep is so earnest. Yes. It is funny. It is crude. It is, it, it is, is so it is, crude. It is crude and it is honest about like the terrible things that happen to your body when you, you get, get really old. old. Um, uh, but, and I do not want to hear about Elvis's yes. open sores on his... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's written and by Joe Lansdale. It is. Who is amazing. And, uh, we should and show it. For directed by uh, uh, Joe Coscarizzi. Huh? Which uh, is not his name. Uh, it's you mean... Called, uh, Coscarelli? Coscarelli. In the in there is a yeah. commentary track on the DVD where um, the uh, where Bruce Campbell plays Elvis doing a commentary for the and movie, he calls him Co- and he just Coscarizzi. calls him this kid Joe Coscarizzi. <laughs> Always calls him Coscarizzi throughout the nice. entire thing. Anyway, it is it is it, so earnest. It is it's it, it's lighthearted. It's it's Bruce Campbell doing his Bruce Campbelliest. Yeah. And and yet, while it's like there's horrible things that are happening, and there's a there's, there's a, a mummy, there's a mummy. It's killing people inside this this re, uh, uh, retirement home. There's a helplessness that they have, and yet, and it, it still manages to be to be funny about things. And then, I am always going to be a sucker for that. You know, old that- the old hero once more into the breach. Yeah, the emo- I like the emotional sucker punch where you're like, "Oh, this is hilarious," and then all of a sudden it gets serious for a minute, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Yes, yeah, yeah. So, Bubba Hotep. My eye, my eyes have water in them. Why yes. do my eyes have water in them? And, Bubba Hotep is a good time. Um, was it Aussie Davis? Aussie, Aussie Davis, Davis playing a black man, black JFK. His because his <laughs> brain got put in there by the space aliens. So they made him black. Yeah, Aussie, Aussie Davis. Davis was an absolute treasure of an actor, yeah. and he is just—you can just feel how much he is loving doing that movie. Oh yeah, because he's done a lot of serious stuff. Yes, yeah, and it's it's fun. And as I was saying, Joe Lansdale is an amazing writer. Um, honestly, seek out his books. What? Oh, little miss. Maggie is very worried. Why is she so worried? She thinks she might leave again is why. Oh, geez. They were so... They, the first day we were back, they were terrified. Like, if we even moved too fast or anything, they were so... Skittish. Skittish. And then, like, once they were less terrified of us, they were, like, glued to us and then yelling at us a lot. Yeah. There was a lot of yelling. I love how she just keeps walking back and forth, looking at each of us being very, very, very concerned. Making little... Mm-hmm. All right, So what's, what's your next movie? Um, I... I don't... I re- Okay, so I am hard to get to watch horror comedies. You don't yes, say. Yes, we we've discussed this in the past. You and chose this subject. I know. So you better so come I up with something. I am pairing this one as a double feature because I remember I watched them both on the same day. I think out of spite. Um, and they came out like right around the same time. I watched Slither and Feast on the same day. I have never seen Feasts, but I've seen Slither plenty of times. And they are both so funny. Yes. And and they're both um playing with like th- 
the, that old monster movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and Feast is making a little more fun of it. Like, uh, Slither just goes for that 1950s, it's a monster. Um, yeah. hi- hijinks ensue in the town. Slither is a... And it's gross and funny. It's so James Gunn. It's very James Gunn. It is It is slapsticky. Yeah. And it is a romp. Yeah. Feast is more of a Playing with monster, you know, yeah. under, people under siege by monsters Basically horror movie. Yeah. But funny. But funny. Um, my favorite moment, and the moment where I was just sold on, um, which is I seem to be saying a lot, but um, in Feast is, is, and I remember it was played by Balthazar Getty, and he shows up, and he he and this woman burst into the, the like, uh, isn't bar. It, it, it's a bar. It, it's a bar, but it's kind of like a roadhouse kind right, of bar. Yeah, but because yeah, Clue Gulliger is the yeah. bartender in it. Yeah, because it's directed by his Glug- son. Gulliger son yeah and um it has jason muse who originally was going to be playing a part in the film but then they just decided eh, screw it it's just jason, jason muse, muse playing yeah himself. he is literally just jason muse to be yeah. anybody but yeah jason muse, and frankly. so balthazar getty like shows up and he's going to be your big goddamn hero and he announces to them they're like who the hell are you and he's like i'm the how does he put it i'm the guy who's going to save, save your, your ass asses. and then all of a sudden he dies yeah and this pretty much sets the tone for the rest of the movie. For the entire rest of the movie. And it's just awesome. Yes. And they're both just wonderful and funny and kind of of a different time than when they came out because they're really loving a different era. Mm-hmm. Um, but just fantastic. So uh, back to Rice. All right. Well, Slither was on my list, so that's off. <laughs> uh, next up, I'm going to oh, go shit. with a movie that infuriated a million fans. <laughs> and that the movie Last Jedi. is Texas Chainsaw oh. Massacre 2. <laughs> You're just looking for excuses to talk about this movie now. That movie is gloriously <laughs> fucked up. It is gloriously fucked up. It is every movie Rob Zombie has ever tried to make. <laughs> that is true. Oh, same cast. That is also true. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, he's been chasing that movie every yeah, single Rob time, Zombie hasn't he? Is a, Rob Zombie's a Chainsaw Massacre two chaser. <laughs> but yeah, it's got what is Dennis Hopper is is, is Dennis it? Hopper plays the crazy police officer. Yep. It's got an awesome final girl. Um, I didn't remember who plays her. Her name's Slim, and she's the DJ, and she has that character of that final girl. Starts off as like a DJ, and then there's like three other horror movies that are unrelated to this movie, where she plays the same character and she has a career arc. Like in one, she's a DJ news reporter, in another, she's like a news reporter at a different radio station. But you kind of can follow her through these movies as that same <laughs> character, which is kind of fun. Um, I'm sure she's gonna be in a Rob Zombie one if she hasn't already, because <laughs> God knows. He's not the place you go if you're looking for fresh new faces. Yeah. But that movie, the the Chainsaw Massacre 2 is just, I mean, the first one, of course, you know, oh, it's it's like the, it's the Halloween 3 of the series. Oh, yeah. Because the, the, the first one is a, is a serious horror movie. It is. It's broke a lot of boundaries. It's super important. It's documentary film style. And I don't then, like it, but I understand its importance yes. to the genre. And then they did two where they 
made it about a bunch of crazy ass kind of hillbilly kind of people. Yeah, hillbilly cannibals that live under an Old West theme park. Yeah. Just completely took a a right turn from from the first one. Yeah, it pissed everybody off. Yeah. (laughs) And it is crazy, crazy, crazy. It is really loud and super annoying. It's not a movie I will watch more than once every few years. Yeah, I, but I get it's that. it's a thing, and yeah, I I really like it. And part of the reason I admit that I like it is because it pissed off all the fanboys <laughs> who were hoping for a serious movie. You know, I'm this wasn't on my list, but I'm going to bring it up right now because it does the exact same thing. And we brought up Wreck earlier. Wreck three. Yes, Wreck three was great. Is it's it's uh-huh. ridiculous and funny, and they like drop the found footage angle, and after about ten minutes, yeah. after about ten minutes, and it see, I've not seen Wreck Three. I've, I haven't seen Wreck Two yet. Wreck Two's good. It's I know amazing. everybody says it does, and it starts the Rec- exact second yes. that Wreck One ends. Yep. Uh, in we, fact, it yeah it, yeah it we is watched the, all four like a year and a half ago. I think actually it 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 starts before the end of Wreck. Right, because yeah. it shows it shows a bunch of stuff that's going on while simultaneously. Yeah. yeah, which explains like weird like points in Wreck where they're like, "Did you hear that? What was that noise?" Turns oh. out it was this yeah, other it was parallel this other movie going on. Yeah, this yeah. other movie going on at the same time. Uh, but Wreck Three is it's at this wedding, so people are recording it because they're you know recording the wedding, and then. The zombie cannibal rabid things come out, and all of a sudden, they drop the camera, and we're into a regular movie. Right. And okay. It, so it, it plays with but that a little. But it it's it's just funny, and it and it goes a much more lighthearted direction. Because I mean, Wreck One and Wreck Two are just terrifying bleak. and bleak, and there's a ridiculousness. There's an army of darkness feel. It's it's just it's yes. over the top, and a lot of people like hated it but it, it still stayed true to the mythology mm-hmm. of wreck while just going at it from a completely different direction um so what was your next movie my next movie is a very little known uh, people that i hang out with tend to have heard of it which is weird but it's a very little known movie called my boyfriend's back oh i know that movie it's <laughs> My yeah. boyfriend's back. It's terrible. It's terrible. You How dare sorry. you? How dare you? My boyfriend's back is one uh, of the most fucked up films that I have watched. It takes place in the fifties, right? No, it's it's a it's like in the eighties. No, yeah, it's yeah. like the eighties. And it is the story of a boy who dies and right. comes back as a zombie. From comes back from the grave. He 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 has weird sex dreams while he's a zombie where his penis falls off because that's it's not just that he's gonna you know his pants won't be on when he goes to school it's that body parts are falling off of him because he's dead well yeah his parents are completely accepting of this they are not they're not like oh my god he's back from the dead oh it's a horrible monster they are finding children in the supermarket for him to eat well, he was Aww. he was lost from his parents, and and he just seemed so so afraid. So we thought we'd bring him home for you. I have not seen this. He I'm is. It is full moon high. No, you, yeah, you're thinking of something else because 
it is. I always it pair is, my boyfriend's back with um, my best friend's a vampire. Okay. Mm. It it the movie just feels like. I mean, it's it's that teen. You know, it could be if he was if it was a ghost or you know just whatever. It would be that same teen trying to get that one date with the girl of his dreams kind of thing Except and wooing that. Except he's undead and has to eat people. <laughs> and it's just screwed up. Like, like I said, like his parents are completely accepting of it. It is bizarre in the extreme. Hmm. Nothing, nothing happens the way it should in that movie, and I love it so. <laughs> There's a movie that's not on my list, but I'm gonna talk about it anyway. Called Parents. Oh, and I'm not sure it's a comedy. It is so good. It's set in the '50s, and the father works at a factory, and he's always bringing things home to eat that they just refer to as leftovers. Dovers. And I think they're cannibals, and they've got this. The, the story's told in the point of view of this boy that's like maybe 11 or 12. And it really preys on the fears that a person that age has. I remember seeing... That you can't trust your parents. Oh yeah. my god, it's got Randy Quaid. It's... I remember it's always really good, seeing... good, but I'm not sure it's a comedy. I remember <laughs> always seeing this on the VHS shelf. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember um, Michael Montour, the former co-host, um, talking about parents, laughing about the line, but what were they before? they were leftovers they were leftovers to be (laughs) (laughs) um i am going to let's see um i love the movie severance because i I hate the movie severance no (laughs) (laughs) i love the idea of well i hate the idea of of going on a team building exercise camping trip with my co-workers because that just sounds like fucking hell on earth um you know i, I always make the joke you know if, if work were so awesome they wouldn't have to pay us to do it mm-hmm. i don't want to spend time with people outside no. of that um <laughs> but uh i just know it's just it's funny and dark and and i love that and, um and heartwarming at and times. heartwarming and, and hookers save the day and See, t- I felt like it was a cheap comedy ripoff of um, a movie that I love, which is Battle Royale. I, I I never really felt the Battle Royale parallels in okay. it. But, but yeah, no, okay. But I love okay. both of them. I have room in my heart <laughs> That's for fine. both of those movies. <laughs> if we all liked the same movies, this por- this podcast would suck. <laughs> You have to have somebody That's here to true. say, what is wrong with you, Jen? That is true. Oh, well, that movie well, is, is that the first thing it's thrown out? What is wrong with you, Jen? <laughs> I, I don't see any You're problem with it. You're the one That's... that likes severance. Oh, my spine. All right. Next horror movie for you. Um, my next movie and the final one on my list is a Roger Corman movie from 62 or 63, I'm not sure which, called Bucket of Blood. It is most well known because, well, it's about this guy that desperate, he's a beatnik. It takes place in the beatnik community in California. This beatnik kid desperately, desperately wants to be an artist because the artists are just admired in the community. You know, everybody loves them and he's just this nebbish dude that no one even will look twice at. 
So one day, he accidentally kills a cat, and while trying to hide the body, he just encases it in clay very crudely. And someone sees it, and they're like, oh my god, I didn't know you were an artist. (laughs) And he starts getting very well known in the art scene for his sculptures, which are basically people he accidentally kills and then encases in clay. (laughs) And there's my favorite scene in it, is he's got this big round lump of clay on the table, and he is desperately punching it and yelling, be a face! <laughs> and every time I'm crafting and something goes wrong, that's what I, I always yell, be a face! Just be a face! <laughs> and oh it's God. a very fun movie. Um, it's, it's, you know, it came out around the same time as the original Little Shop of Horrors, so it's kind of in the same tone as being a dark, silly comedy. Um, but I absolutely love it. It's got, um, Vampira is in it as a blonde, not in her vampire character, just as a, doing a poetry reading in it. Um, it's got a lot of, there's a lot I did not know about beatnik culture, which I actually learned from this movie, was that it was very focused on, like, he go into the restaurant and the restaurant only has, Murder. Beat, and the restaurant only cooks with, like, cold-pressed olive oil because you can't have the other kind. It's bad for you. And there was, like, this whole health food angle they were going off on, and I had no idea that that was a beatnik stereotype. (laughs) Or really anything. So, it's super fun. It's super dumb. (laughs) And it's only, like, an hour long. (laughs) And that is Bucket of Blood. So, uh, my number three... How do we only get to number three on your list? Because uh, I've had to move things around. This is number three. Uh huh. A movie that I think I'm pretty sure Jen hates. <laughs> Idle Hands. Oh, I hate that movie. See, ah, I haven't seen it. I but want I like it. Seth I, Green. I I like Seth Green, and I like um, Eldon Henson. I love. Oh man, Eldon Henson before he was in any way, shape, or form famous because because no, of he the, done Mighty Ducks. He done Mighty Ducks. Wait, that's is Eldon Henson famous? I've never heard of him. He's he, in Daredevil now. He's, that's he's what he's a, mostly known oh, for. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I haven't watched that. So, um, but yeah, like, he's so adorable. I just uh, adore him. I mean, it's got Jessica Alba in it. It's like one of her like first movies. There's like a ton of people that are in there. It's uh, there's it just, the uh, the, humor the was vastly on un- underrated uh, Jack Noseworthy. Uh, <coughs> he's a he's. So such a good comedic actor. Yeah, um, I wanted to. But uh, it is the tale of a of an evil hand. That's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. It's an evil hand. Does and his hand get cursed and he cuts it off and then it comes back and tries yes, to kill him? Yes, it's trying to it's trying to kill him. Uh, it uh, and and he cuts it off and throws it into a microwave so it becomes all gnarled. Um, he murders a whole bunch of people, uh, including his two best friends. His hand murders a bunch of his, people, not him. Well, it's attached to him at the time. Oh, uh, okay. But it, he murders them. <laughs> they come back to life as zombies for the greatest reason ever. Well, we saw the light, but it was really far. So he just said, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I, I got the impression it's kind of a dude stoner comedy. It is totally a stoner comedy, except it, much like... Uh, um, uh, Harold and Kumar after it, it transcends that genre in a lot of ways uh, because it. It's. I would like yes. to add for it's the just, audience that Jen has now crossed her arms and her legs and is taking a posture 
that is not at all. Jen open doesn't. To Jen this. doesn't understand Earth humor. It is. <laughs> it is. It is wonderful. It is a funny movie. Uh, I'm, I'm very physically showing that I am closed off to this conversation. <laughs> you should. You should go. My parents wouldn't like to see a bloody uh, uh, a uh, a dirty bloody boy banging their daughter. Oh dear. That's that's a paraphrase, but that's the kind of thing that's in that movie as they're the the two I can characters see are why out. I can see why they're there, Jen. It's, it's okay. It's funny, damn it. So I am going to a movie that I wasn't sure I was going to bring up, but it's a moment like this that I need to remember that I do love you. And it's a movie I was completely unwilling to watch, and I watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, that movie's fun. That is my number one. That movie is a, is just a delight. I saw it at the film festival with no warning. See, I started watching it. I think I watched like the first two minutes of it where it was like, her, 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 look at us, we're hillbillies, and mm-hmm. like we're being threatening. And I was like, nope, I'm done, I'm out. And then you're like, let's just watch ten minutes of it. And if, if you don't like it, we can just stop I, it and Yeah, because I'd seen else. it before. I had seen it before. Now, I, and, I and love we, that movie. I love that all the murders are happening around them and they are completely oblivious. They're like, that girl just accidentally ran into a chainsaw. These, <laughs> these <laughs> college kids are coming onto our property and killing themselves. Yes. And Alan Tudyk is just, is, is adorable yeah. and delightful. And the, 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 Ty, Tyler Labine, who's I, the, the other one, who younger listeners would now know as the voice of Hunk on Voltron on Netflix. Oh, I didn't know he was doing that. Yep. I know him from the movie <laughs> A Good Old Fashioned Orgy, which is one of my favorite comedies to come out in the last ten years. Huh? <laughs> I do remember seeing... The, uh, I, I also knew him, and Jen, then after we watched that, she turned me on to Reaper, the, uh, the TV series oh, yeah, where that. Ray Wise was the devil. Yeah, we uh, just found out Ray Wise is going to be at uh, this year's uh, Crypticon. Yep. Oh, is he? Yep. So, uh, but Tyler Labine is the uh, the sidekick in that one. Oh right? my God! I have to get him to sign my copy of AM twelve hundred, <laughs> which so, I have here because I still haven't watched it. I think I need to watch it with you. We can watch it. It's like twenty minutes long. It's a short film. Well, I'll watch it with you then. All right. Maybe we can. <laughs> and then I've also got November, which I bought, but it's also on I haven't right watched now. November yet either. But we should watch it because you're going to do that folk. I am, but I don't think it qualifies as folk horror. Really? I think it's too weird. Uh, okay. So Tucker and Dale, I could be wrong. Very, it's it's earnest. It's really good-hearted. Yeah, yeah. It has a kind quality ever imagined, and inverts the redneck killers in the woods (laughs) trope. Yeah, (laughs) so beautifully. Yep. So since I stole your number one, what was your number two? My number two is another movie that you hate. Yay! And yet, amazingly, we just got married. <laughs> a movie that you could not make it anywhere near all the way through. It Uh-oh. is a movie so many people hate. Well, and that movie is Jason X. Oh, fucking movie. The oh my god, Friday the Thirteenth movie. Okay, I will admit that there are parts in Jason X that I absolutely love. I love when they get in the 1980s simulator. Yes. And it's just girls jumping around in bikinis doing aerobics. Because <laughs> that was what the entire era was. They, that they, is so fun. The, the, I talked before about how I loved the that Chucky played with the, the genre tropes. Mm-hmm. 
Jason X, the 10th movie in the franchise, not only plays with the genre tropes, it is a parody of all of the slasher yeah. J- Friday the 13th that came before it. And it that's is. why I love it. It is a movie that starts off, it explains why Jason can keep coming back because he's like Wolverine, he regenerates. Right, right. David Cronenberg shows up and has a little bit part. But anyway, Jason gets frozen. And then they right, they've got him in a frozen cryonic suspension and for some reason they defrost him. Well, they the the these college kids <laughs> of the future on a field trip back to old earth find him and bring him onto their spaceship. Now they start like trying to like studying him and starting to thaw out until and this is the one of the great points of the film two of the kids go off to have premarital sex in space in their spaceship yeah they go off to their room and, and start that's having gonna bring jason space. out of a coma jason comes will. back to life immediately because <laughs> he jason has he to go murder it. those teenagers that are sinning yep because it, all of horror is a retributive thing it is it is right. judgment against sin from a very puritanical standpoint and nothing is more makes this more obvious than jason x he comes back to life he has to do that the, the, the 80s simulator that you talk about is girls taking their tops off, saying that they're going to smoke weed and have premarital sex, and that distracts Jason because he has to go murder them now. That is yes. what he has. That is his only purpose for, for, for yeah, being. It's, Jason X is surprisingly fun. You know what else is surprisingly fun? Motel Hell. Yes. Motel Hell is fun. Motel Hell is one of my favorite cannibalistic killer chainsaw. I'm movies. noticing that you really like cannibal comedies. Oh, jeez. Maybe it's because I've been watching... Maybe I don't. Maybe it's just because I've been watching so much Hannibal this week <laughs> that it has tainted my view. But Hannibal's so good. We're almost all... We're No, we finished. No, we haven't finished it yet. No, 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 but we finished season one. We did. And, and we we're in that, season two. Oh, the season opener of season two. I'm almost done with season one. Oh. I'm, I'm like halfway through. So They beautiful. just had the first episode with Eddie Izzard in it. We were, mm. we were really loving it, and then I had a bunch of stressful things happen, and we had to switch over to Parks and Rec, which yeah. is kind of like a giant hug. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and speaking of um, palate cleansers for things that are just too horrible, um, I'm going to mention a short film horror comedy um, directed by Drew Daywalt called Meat. And um, it is two is guys. Two guys driving? And driving uh-huh. in a truck. And the one guy who's not driving is kind of freaking out because they hit an animal. Okay. And And the guy driving... Is like, he's like, well, I'm going to take it home. And he goes, but it's a unicorn. <laughs> you killed a fucking unicorn. And he's like, no, I'm going to eat it because it's meat. And I'm 1 16th Cherokee and we don't waste, <laughs> we don't waste. <laughs> and, and it's just. You're going to use every, every part meat. of that unicorn. And he goes, he opens up the back window and he's like, looks back there and he goes, it smells like cupcakes back there. <laughs> And it's just everything. It's like four minutes of just the most delightful horribleness you can imagine. And you should watch it because it's wonderful and funny and horrible. I will absolutely vouch for that. (laughs) Okay. Do we have anything else that that people want to throw out there? 
I, I do. Have, I, have, I have like I'm going to say seven other movies since, that I almost. Well, I mean, I've got lists of movies here. I know, but everything I've, I've I can so all out. One that I wasn't going to put on my list, even though it would rank up there very much as my favorite movies, because I figured it's been talked about enough. Mm-hmm. That somebody else would. Oh no, okay. just on this podcast is the Final Girls. Oh, Final Girls is funny. So I mean, it's a funny. It's another send up of the yeah. of the yeah. slasher genre, but it's done so. So with so much heart and such a great angle and hook to it, yep. um, it's. Just I still, I still, every once in a while, will do. Uh, you talk about doing a sexy, the the, the world's saddest, sexiest <laughs> potholder stripping yes. dance Strip, ever. Potholder and uh, uh, life preserver. Yes. Why, but why does he hate my boobs? <laughs> Yes, but I figured it's been brought up a whole bunch of times on this podcast. I I wasn't going to put it on my list to talk about other than Final Girls would be easily in my top five. Right, and again, their movies were... Yeah, there's lots of stuff we're not talking about just because people... Come on, everybody's seen Ghostbusters. Yes. You've all seen Beetlejuice, or else... (laughs) Um, I've got a really fun movie I watched from like 1933 called The Old Dark House. Yeah. Which is a horror Isn't comedy. Carl it's actually Hay really good. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah, it's got a lot of people in it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Lost Boys, of course. You've seen that. <laughs> Listeners, or else. Uh, Vincent Price movie called Theater of Blood. Have you seen Theater of Blood? No. Oh, it's amazing. So Vincent Price is this actor. He's playing a Shakespearean actor who does not get the Critics Circle Award one year. And so he goes back, and there's like 12 critics, I think, and he murders each critic (laughs) in a style from one of the Shakespeare plays he did on his last round. Yep. So like, but he, but there's like things like in, um, Merchant of Venice, somebody, there's the whole thing with a pound of flesh. And he cuts a guy's heart out and sends it to the critics. And the critics are like, we know who it is. He's the only man rude enough to rewrite Shakespeare. <laughs> God. And um, it's got Robert Morse in it. He is forced to eat because he gets the Titus Andronicus thing, except he doesn't have kids. So he has to eat his own dogs. His poodles are made into pies, which are eaten by him. Um, and it's basically a Dr. Fibes movie with, with Shakespeare instead of Dr. Fibes murders. And Vincent Price gets to do Shakespeare scenes in it. And he chews scenery so beautifully. (laughs) It's, it's what he was made to do. It's, it's the perfect movie for him. And I will never, never miss an opportunity to show it. Or talk about it because Fantastic. oh my god it's crazy <laughs> all right but i'm gonna wrap it up because i, I have oh god you i have one more it. that i want to talk about real quick all right it is a, it's i understand Too it bad. is a foreign language movie <laughs> it's from germany the title that it usually goes under here is night of the living dorks oh <laughs> rise has apparently seen it and the reason why I want to bring it up, it's another zombie comedy in a, in a time period when it came out where there was just a glut of zombie comedies. But the reason why I want to bring it up is because it was made, I think, 10 years ago or something. But 
with the amount of uh, the, the 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 geek culture and gamer culture toxicity that is coming out mm. that movie was in some ways kind of prescient the the story behind it is that these three complete dork teenagers that are in high school that you know they're the D playing nerd crowd they Yay! they they <laughs> end up dying and coming back as zombies uh, when they're they're zombies, so they have superhuman strength because they're zombies now. Right. So they have superpowers essentially, and but, but they have, they do keep falling apart and rotting. They, they are they are falling apart and rotting, and they you know have the curse of having to eat flesh. But also the uh, one of them because basically uh, uses it to get revenge on everybody who has he feels has wronged him that has bullied him all right. that has done all these things and eventually uh, they they he goes out of control because he feels that all of this is owed to him mm. and, you know and that's what, it's very prescient in the in, in, in our the gamer gate in the world. in the gamergate world in this post gamer you give this world. you give this guy a little this one character a little bit of power and he decides that he is the only one that can use it properly uh so while it is still funny and uh, kind of german uh but uh it is uh it, it it's it's fun um one one last one we watched this one game of werewolves Oh, that God. one was nice and charming and dorky too. Ma- is it Spanish? It's Spanish. Uh, ma- guy goes back to his hometown. Turns out his hometown has a werewolf curse. Uh, like you do. Like you it do. Was surprisingly good. He's got a goofy sidekick best friend that he hasn't seen in like 10, 15 years. Um, there's and, a and dog. A, t- a tiny dog that acts the hell out of this film. Yeah. I mean, mm. And, he gives some dubious face. And it is a comedy. It's got tons of slapstick in it, even as, you know, werewolves are running around sure, and sure. murdering and stuff like that. But it's once, it's fun and it's 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 yeah, lighthearted and it's charming. Once we run through the like end of the year, like all of the mm-hmm. running through the two thousand eighteen stuff that we want to show, I think that's definitely one we're gonna have to show for horror movie Friday. Yep. All right. And and we did watch, you know, you should go watch the babysitter. Oh, the babysitter's funny. So Anyway, all right, we'll see you guys in two weeks. All right, bye. Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com, on Twitter at drtlpodcast, on Tumblr, or at facebook.com slash don'treadthelatin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and themes about us. We're dying to meet them.